What is up, party people? Welcome to a very special edition of Killer Pod from Outer Space. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeff DiBattista. Joined with my co-host, as always, Mr. Vinnie Markle. Woo! This is going to be competitive. I don't know if it's going to be competitive. It's oh, gonna it be, is. It's going to be, it's gonna be cutthroat. fun. It's going to be fun. Cutthroat tournament. No tournaments without being on the edge of your seat in cutthroat. All right. I mean, I don't want to cut anyone's throat. Not in this room. That's nice. Well, yeah. The Why don't you? Do you want to explain what we're doing? Hold on, hold on. Hello. Hello. What's happening? Not much. How are you? We do have our co-host. We do. I I figured we were gonna save him as a surprise. Well, surprise on the uh, on the uh, mixtape massacre board game hotline. Oh, look at that. We have brother Pete. Hey, everybody. Brother Pete back again. Always a great time when the whole Killer Prod crew is in the house. Um, I love that we developed this whole, like, squad. We're like a gang almost. Yeah. We got people all over the state. Um, speaking of the state, we're going to be at PA Horicon coming up on Saturday. So this episode is dropping Thursday or Friday. So, yeah. yeah. Come, come down come the weekend. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Come see us. Well, not, we're not going to have a table, but we'll be hanging out. Good, <laughs> good guest list. Yeah, you super guest list. On, you guys stocked up on stickers to hand out? Uh, no. no, we didn't really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll wear my t-shirt. Although I always feel dumb wearing it when I go like, to a specific event. Yeah, I'm, I like, like wearing it. I'm out and about this yeah. time. But. I, uh, I plan on drinking enough to do some street dancing. So maybe if you're in the lobby of the hotel and I'm doing a little little two-step. come so that, so that, I out what we're going to drink. Yeah, we'll figure it all out. PA Horicon. PA Horicon's coming up. Right now, we're about to set the tone for the month of March. Before you do that, okay, I mean, it's all a funny story. Okay, <laughs> so this past weekend, upcoming weekend, we have the Batman coming out. This past weekend, we had uh, Foo Fighters Studio Six 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 come out, mm-hmm. which I have not seen. Um, it, it's not making a ton of money, and uh, it's not the kind of movie that's even worth reading reviews. You go into that movie for a fun ride. It's it's the Foo Fighters doing Evil Dead, essentially. But my future sister-in-law and her husband went to go see it. Now, they are not horror fans whatsoever. They are Foo Fighter fans, I'm guessing? They're Foo Fighter fans. They went in completely blind. All they knew was the Foo Fighters were behind it and the title. And my sister-in-law caught that. They were recording an album in the house. That's all they knew. They thought it was a rockumentary about the Foo Fighters recording an album. <laughs> That's all Amazing. they knew. Amazing. So, um, her husband, my, my future brother-in-law, was telling me, he's like, dude, he's like 15 seconds in the movie. I leaned over to her and whispered, what the fuck are we going into? <laughs> and they were just blown away. And they said, they said it was fun. Like they had a good time. Um I guess she was struggling with, like, I guess it was very gory, like over-the-top gore, like fountains of blood. Yeah, squirting. well, Evil Dead style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny that it, like, I can't even imagine the shock, like thinking you're going into a, a documentary about the Foo Fighters recording an album and seeing <laughs> what I even know just from the trailer of that. That's hilarious. So, I'm glad that they, like, just knowing firsthand now a story where that actually happened. Because you'll, like, you'll read something about it, like somebody will write something. But, like, knowing now... First hand. <laughs> I wonder how many other people that happened to for this. 
I'm like, sure, all they saw was his Foo Fighters. I'm sure a bunch. And an album was being recorded in the house. Let's go check out this. It's doc. it's almost like when um. Uh, when like David Cross does stand up in like a town, and people are like, "Oh, it's Tobias from uh, Arrested Development. Let's go see him." And he's super like leftist and stuff, and like people are getting up and walking out. <laughs> so good. All right. So, like you said, we have a month long adventure, and if anyone doesn't know, it is now March. It is March. And if you're not a sports fan or a college basketball, go fan, to hell. I mean, go I'm to sorry. hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't have to like sports. It is March Madness time. You might be filling out your brackets at school or your brackets at work, doing some friendly wagering. We're doing our own bracket at Killer Pod. What are we doing, Jeff? We are doing the Killer Pod March Madness. We got two conferences, four divisions, the basic. NCAA format, 15 teams per division. We're going seated. They're seated, according to us, as close as possible. There's no real rhyme or reason, but we, we tried to do it justice. So on one side, we got Har. We got the blood division and the gore division. On the other side, we got metal. We got the riff division and the blast beats division. Mm-mm-mm. So what we're going to do is typical NCAA tournament style, March Madness style. We're going to go through the divisions, winners advance, and then at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a really hard decision because that championship game is going to be one metal band versus one horror movie, Oof. and we're going to have to make one of them. Already sweating. Yeah, that, that's going to be... Towards the, um, I forget the college basketball term for the top, the top four or eight. We're gonna need it. We might need a referee. <laughs> might need someone to just uh, strap our hands behind our backs. <laughs> um. <clears throat> all right. So tonight <clears throat> we're just gonna do one side of the bracket to uh, not have things go all night. Here. No, we gotta we gotta we're going the month. It's March Madness. Yeah. So we're gonna spread it out. And you know, no good basketball game is uh, worth anything without some beer. Episode beers. <laughs> Duh. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, I threw it up in the old Insta. Uh, me and um, guest producer did a... Which one? Stephanie. we got to start using their names. There's too many now. All right. Um, <laughs> it was funny when it was one person. <laughs> we did a large, large Tavor crate. Um, I'm not going to go into the description. If, if you don't know what Tavor is and you're a craft beer fan, look it up. It's awesome. Great way to spend lots of money. So we filled the entire beer fridge with all different beers for future episodes. We're locked in for at least three months. Anyway, this is the first one. So from Wiley Roots Brewing Company out of Colorado, we have the Astro Turf Wars, New England style double India pale ale. Keep cold and joy fresh. It is uh, brewed with mosaic and motika hops. I'm always down... For Colorado Brewery, they rarely disappoint. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I'm such like a horror and you know misfits nerd that I can't even see the word Astro without putting zombies behind it. <laughs> Brother Pete, what is your March Madness beer to start this tournament? I have um, from a brewery I've loved since I discovered them. I think basically when Vinny and I were in college together, 
Flying Dog Brewery out of, I think they're out of actually Colorado and Maryland. Yeah, I know they start. They were originally in Maryland. Um, because they have that that Hunter S. Thompson link, which I think brought them out to Colorado. Eventually, I have but, a funny uh, flying dog story. <laughs> um, but I got the Gonzo Imperial Porter, ten percent. Nice. It's got the guy skull smoking a cigarette with the says, "Okay, let's party." <laughs> so, so love me my love oh, me my dark beers. Oh, dude, dark beers are the best. I love them so much. I just had. Um, a it wasn't a dark beer, but it was a St. Patty's beer. It tasted like an Irish potato. <laughs> it was like a cream ale. It was so good down at Bistro. not too sweet. Oh, so good down at Bistro. Got not it. sweet. Maybe if you ever hang out, we'll you know how it. I feel about sweet. No, it's not too sweet. Um, too sweet. Too sweet. Funny what? flying dog story. So my buddy used to live in Frederick, Maryland, which is near, if not where the original brewery was located mm-hmm. every saturday they, they would do the brewery tours it was like dirt cheap it was like 10 bucks for the tour then at the bar the, the end of the tour they had like a little bar and they'd give people tickets and with your ticket you get samplers and stuff like that well my buddy and all his friends used to go on the tour every saturday and get their tickets and they would just hang out in the little bar because most people didn't want the beers they would just give the tickets away or throw them on the bar and walk away so the tour people like got wind of this after a couple months and they raised the price of the tour to like 40 bucks because of my friend and his buddies just constantly hanging out at their bar on Saturdays and drinking all day for free. (laughs) Sounded like a good scheme for a while. It was. Yeah. I mean, 10 bucks to drink a bunch of craft beer for Mm -hmm. essentially nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Let's get into it. Brass tacks. No, no news. No. Well, let me say, this turf wars, oh, very good from Wiley was very good. Very good. It is uh, nice and soft on the palate. Mm-hmm. Hops come through big, but not uh, not overbearing. Would you say it's not overbearing? Yeah, yet? good stuff. All right, you guys ready for this? Wait, did you know right. that the Irish potatoes that you're talking about? That's like that's like a local thing. That's like a Philadelphia. Like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. At least. At least I'm pretty sure Vinny and I went to uh, college in Rhode Island and worked for a guy, Chef Bob, that was from Delaware. And he was like, oh, yeah, I used to love the Irish potatoes. I'm like, well, why, why don't you go get some? He's like, oh, they don't have them here. They're only like down like Jersey, Delaware, PA. Yeah, that kind of oh. makes sense now that you're saying it because my aunt lives in the south and my mom has to mail them to her every year. I never put two yeah. and two together there. Interesting. It's kind of a gross concept, but I love them. It, 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 doesn't sound good on paper. It does. It's <laughs> sugary shredded coconut rolled in straight up cinnamon. Yep. And cream cheese. And cream cheese. Yeah. yeah. But it's so good. They are delicious. Right, I mean, sorry, they'll kill I, you. I, I can only have one per year. Yeah. One potato per year. All right, here we go. We're gonna start in the blood division. All right, we're, All right. we're diving right in, huh? Yeah, we're diving right, right in. So we got the one versus the sixteen. Now, like I said, we did this. This was a casualty of seating. Yeah. We did this. We, we tried to seed where we thought appropriate. So the number one seed in the blood division, the original John Carpenter Halloween. 78. Taking on the number 16 seed, the James Wan Conjuring. This is unfortunate. It's unfortunate for James Wan as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean. I mean, I, as much as I say Halloween's a boring movie and it serves its purpose during the time of year. 
it's still a classic. And it's a number one for that reason. It's, I mean, it's it's more than just a classic. It's an all-time great. It's my number two all-time horror movie. Masterpiece. The problem is The Conjuring got seated severely too low. Because of, so, of the, the modernness of it. I know. It, it's a victim of its time. <laughs> it is some of the most... Um, what's the description I'm looking for? It, clever scares. It's one of the scariest movies I've seen in recent memory. Um, and and based off of real real story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. some of the most scared I've been as an adult watching a horror movie. There's plenty as a child, obviously, but as an adult, like I was on the edge of my seat for this one. And um, I have a weird thing. I, I don't think you, because you don't watch Supernatural movies with me. I have a weird thing where I don't need to cover my eyes during a movie. I cover my ears. I've um, never seen this. Yeah. It's weird. I cover my ears for this one. What a girl. A few times. All right. So you're going well, with? Well, Halloween. Uh, <laughs> you just spent so much time talking about your love for The Conjuring. Well, I, I want to discuss the movie. Only to poop on it. I'm not, I'm not saying don't discuss it. I just, I need your pick. Peter? I mean, Halloween well, moves on. That's two. No, but it James, doesn't move on. J- James Wan, I know you're listening, but I'm sorry. You know, go, it's going to Halloween. You know he's listening. How do you know he's listening? Because I gave him the idea to do Malignant. I said, you know it would be awesome? If you did like a throwback Grindhouse movie with a big budget. It would be so sweet. <laughs> and he was like, Jeff, i got to tell you, you're right. I did that fast. I got that Fast and Furious money now. I can do whatever the hell I want. That, uh... <laughs> Aquaman money. Does he make? He's doing the second one, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So All Halloween right. moves on. Write it down. Click, click. Halloween. Sorry, you'll have to excuse me. My writing is not great. All right, we're moving on. Now this one is a doozy. This was the one I was a little, and the fact that this is a two and a fifteen. Mm-hmm. Two. Dawn of the Dead. George Romero. Fifteen, flipping jaws. Fuck. Yes. Yup. Now, if you know me, you know Dawn of the Dead is my favorite horror movie of all time, and it's compared to Jaws, it's a boatload of fun, and I love Jaws too. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta go Dawn all day. It's Romero, one of my faves. It's Zombies, one of my faves. It's Pennsylvania. You know, one of my favorite states. <laughs> I'm going Dawn of the Dead. If you know me, I knew Jaws you. I do know you. is my favorite movie of all time. It is a near perfect movie. It's great. In every way. It's great. It's a great movie. The reason it made this list and is such a low seed. Because we weren't because, sure. Well, is arguable that is it, is it even hard? Right. And I would argue that it is horror. It's a very, very fringe, gray area slasher. I guess I should also, I forgot to mention this. Well, I should mention it now. The 15 seeds are our personal picks. We agreed that we would both get yes. one yes. Okay, that, that the other could not argue, and it would go in at right. 15. So, Bruce the Shark 
as they would call him on set, is essentially a slasher. Now, oh God, I mean, I knew this was the one that was going to tear you up for sure. Dawn of the Dead is my second favorite George Romero movie. Wow, second favorite Romero after. Well, you know. I know, but tell it for the audience. Day. Right. Love Day of the Dead. I know you do. Why do so, you get so much heat? It's like, oh, it's so it's, angry. It's bleak so angry and angry. And mean and bleak. Yeah. I mean, look, when you mm. when you compare it to Dawn, the, the fun you'll have watching Dawn of the Dead, and then if you were naive and you're like, oh, well, Day of the Dead's going to be just as fun. And then you're just leave it so sad. <laughs> Joke on it. <laughs> Do you want me to let you think some more and go to Pete? Yeah, go to Pete. Pete, how are you feeling about this matchup? So, I love Jaws. It's a, it's a perfect piece of cinema that is like, I mean, you can show it to any group young old you know they're gonna it, it it's gonna it's gonna Time, cut you deep timeless cut you deep. it is my, timeless my niece who is um seven years old uh never seen jaws but like i play this game when i facetime with her where i put the the emojis on my face and i talk to her with the emojis and she has a reaction and when the shark emoji comes on my face she goes I'm like, how do you know? She doesn't even know what Jaws is. I'm like, how do you know what that's from? It's it's that ingrained in our culture. Um, Pete, can I stop you there for a second? Sure. You are a good uncle. (laughs) Talking to your little niece with the emoji faces. Good for you, man. (laughs) So, um, that being said, um, I have to. I'm gonna go with Dawn of the Dead. Because of its importance in bringing zombies forward into horror and the series in which it uh, part in which is it is a member of is better than the sequels that followed Jaws. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, I love. It. I mean, it, I mean, it, you know, you could flip a coin. You and, could. You, know, you really could. Make, um, but. But Dawn... I think I think that in, in, in specifically, I think Jaws is Jaws is obviously a more important movie to all of cinema, but Dawn of the Dead is more important to horror. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Very so, good. very quickly, because we can't dwell on this forever. If I could counter, just so slightly, you can't. I mean, Dawn moves on, so you say whatever you want. I know. Jaws is a scripted, fictionalized movie that affected a generation of swimmers. (laughs) There's, look, Mm -hmm. I want to say this before, I know you have a tendency to get real defensive. There's nothing on this list that's going to get bashed or disagreed with. It's it's a matter of... It's a matter of one or the other. One or the other. And also, with the sequels piece, the Jaws sequels steadily get worse as they go on, but it created... One of my favorite subgenres of, uh, in, in a grander scheme, aquatic horror, 
and the sharp exploitation subgenre which still goes today mm -hmm. that would have never happened if it wasn't for Jaws. New Megalodon now, movie just came out. I am can, can you uninterested. Please, please confirm for me that um, Deep Blue Sea is not on this list. Uh no, it's not. That should have been like fifteen. That should have been, yeah. You just don't need Vinny to go wax poetic on him again. Um twenty now, let years me later. So it, it's already it's already moving on. Let me just say before Pete before we turn it over to Pete, I was about to pass on Dawn of the Dead because of its importance for horror and how this is a horror this is a horror bracket we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um but you, please do not misunderstand. No, you know what your other argument could have been hmm. is that Jaws was a, a gateway movie for people to seek more horror. Sure, true, true. All right, let's move it along though. Blood Division, three seed. This one, uh, it's a little tough too. Actually, for me, it's. Would you say Blood Division? Blood Division. Oh, Blood Division. Okay. Blood Division. Blood fought. Did you know there's a movie called uh, something at Blood Fart Lake? Are you serious? Yeah. Massacre at Blood Fart Lake. Also, I, I saw it on Prime the other night. Blade like, didn't make this list. Blade? Yeah. I wouldn't have put Blade on this list. <laughs> all right, number three. Or not number three. <laughs> three seed. <laughs> Got me all befuddled. Three versus 14. The number three seed. The Nightmare on Elm Street. Wes Craven. Versus the 14 seed. Pumpkinhead. Starring Lance Henriksen. Now, Nightmare on Elm Street is in my top five. It's literally the first horror movie I ever saw. It's about two or three years old. I can remember it. Uh, Freddy Krueger, an icon. Pumpkinhead never really, like, is, is sort of kind of popular as Pumpkinhead is. It never really caught on. Yeah, uh, Pumpkinhead didn't didn't fall in line well there wasn't enough sequels but didn't fall in line with or no there is a ton of sequels yeah that's i guess that's the problem they're not really enjoyed or respected but uh didn't fall in line with the, the rest of the you know the big names the the godfathers of the franchises um i mean this is a easy one for me nightmare i mean yeah i love that movie it scared me to the core as a child, I love the franchise. I love Freddy. I think the original was the perfect balance of terrifying and still have that that you could that trace amount of what Freddy was going to become with being like the the comedic um, icon of the slashers. And I do love Pumpkinhead. Like it's, it's an awesome, good awesome, con good concept, good concept, yeah. awesome creature design. I mean, I love Lance great, Henriksen. Great effects. Mm -hmm. Great effects. But is that K and B or is it Botine by himself? By himself, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Pumpkinhead, but it's just it's just too much of a a monster yeah. matchup that that is he that Pumpkinhead just got paired up with the wrong movie. Yeah, it's Pete. What do you? Th I mean, what do you think? Nightmare moves yeah, he, on, but yeah, Nightmare. It, I mean, it's it's not really a question. It's unfortunate. Pumpkinhead's great, great monster movie. Um, but I mean, Freddy, Freddy's an icon. Yeah, right. It's hard to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just I don't feel like I have to talk enough 
No, you don't. About. Yeah, we, we, you know. we've done a whole episode on it. So. Yeah, absolutely. You guys realize too? I, I don't know if you like. I'm a lot. This just dawned on me. Maybe for this round, we should be kind of snap snaps because we're going to well, talk about the survivor of these. Yeah, it'll keep going. I mean, well, I just mean because we're going to talk about the movie that moves on. We're going to talk about again. Right. It moves on again. We're going to talk about it again. Yeah. So maybe I'm sure more stuff will pop in your. Well, head. I'm I'm just saying I'm thinking about like talking about. Well, stop thinking so much. <laughs> I like talking about movies. I don't tell you. I know. You know moving this. on. You Mo- know this man. Moving on. We're in the blood division number four. This is an interesting one. Number four, classic. William Friedkin, The Exorcist. Thirteen. What some people, the Thirteenth Seed, is what some people would call a modern day classic. It reinvented the zombie genre, starring one Cillian Murphy. Twenty eight days later, I'm going Exorcist all day, every day. To this day, scares the shit out of me. Um, the story that doesn't exist, if you will, like the. the the stuff that happens in your head watching this that is never even explained on there's I could ramble on about this movie because I love it, but it makes you just create like what is this in her? Where did this come from? All that shit. It's it's a lot of good like uh psychological stuff. Um Pete, uh you go first in this one. <laughs> why do i feel like that's gonna happen a lot <laughs> um you know i will say I he want- was very decisive on dinner tonight which i'm proud of him for <laughs> i wanted to um uh you know 28 days later really changed the game um with the with the fast moving zombies mm-hmm. um and it's and it's legitimately frightening uh from be- pretty much from beginning to end uh and part of me wanted to say that to you know be edgy but what um but being that i mean we did a whole exorcism possession episode and and uh if people remember um it didn't make the list fun, <laughs> funny enough because uh but it, without that movie, that whole genre wouldn't probably work. So I have to go with The Exorcist. So I agree. The Exorcist. Okay. I mean, it, it wouldn't. Unanimous. It, doesn't matter. Uh, it created a whole genre of horror, and the genre of horror that I love the most, and um. The fact that a whole group of people were were able to be tapped, their fears were able to be tapped based on Christian fears and and guilt is awesome. And um, I think that's why I love that, love it so much now. And even all that set aside, like it's just Linda Blair's performance was amazing. But again, we're going to talk about it more now. Let's move on. 28 Days Later was also a game changer in different ways. Um, I was able like seeing this one in theaters was unbelievable. Um, The group dynamic and the acting of the entire cast was awesome. Yes, the fast zombies were 
uh, first utilized here, and it was amazing. I was a hater. It what when it first came out? I was a hater on the fast zombie. Uh, I loved it, but it was just it was so new and 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 fresh. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dawn of the Dead remake is what turned me around. But this twenty eight days later, the scene with the when the, the 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 bird blood drops into the eye and he starts going that had me tense like for real. So uh, that's what I was gonna say. Why I love this one so much and have so much respect for it. Zombie movies don't really scare me. Like I, I find them really entertaining and the gore is cool and they're they're fun to watch. Uh, but this one and and the movie Wreck were the only two that I think that have ever like had me on the edge of my seat and scared me. Oh, about Train to Busan. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the, it, the close quarters, the claustrophobia, it was thrilling, but it didn't scare me like where i was like oh my god I you didn't get know. tense though at the like the uh the train yard chase and they're yeah, the, that's, the rich, uh, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's tense moments for me all right let's move along uh we are in the bloods division still i keep saying that as if like we're not like in the middle of the pack the number five seed clive barker's hellraiser Versus the number 12 seed, another modern classic from James Wan and Lee Winnell, Saw. This is a good one. Mm. This is a good matchup right here. You got a movie that changed the game and a movie that is just sexy and icky all at once. <laughs> all right, let me lead off with this one. All right, go. Go, yes. So we had a Hellraiser franchise, Jeff draft recently and i had a lot more fun with that series than i thought i was gonna let me yes, tell you i have a lot of fun with the series i learned about sequels that i haven't seen that mm -hmm. i will continue to watch i love hellraiser and hellbound very very much can't wait for I the, love uh, the reboot and pinhead it is so gothic and cool and the one-liners from doug bradley awesome but I'm going to put my vote towards Saw for this one. Because this really, really changed the landscape. The fact that James Wan and Lee Winnell came up with this as a, you know, basically a, a project in film school and was encouraged to pursue it is amazing. It... I don't think they wanted it to or intended to to create the um torture porn subgenre that was very short-lived but was a thing for a while mm -hmm. that's i don't think that's what they wanted i think that's what eli roth wanted because mm -hmm. he's a douche <laughs> but um they didn't want that but it's what happened and but just the the filmmaking having those two chained in a room the suspense of figuring out how they got there, all the, the surprise ending, it was, especially for its time, so edge of your seat. So awesome. I'm, I'm putting my vote in He's going to Saw. All right. Pete, I'm going to hand it off to you. Um, I'm, I'm a big uh, Hellraiser fan. Uh, if this was Hellbound, I think my decision would be different. But I like when I saw when I first saw Saw. It legitimately like stuck with me and scared the shit out of me for like weeks. 
And I'm though I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the entire franchise, I'm going with the singular movie. I'm going to say Saul. Wow. Okay. So Saul, this is the first upset of the the bracket. And if there's a tiebreaker, maybe for you. Well, it doesn't, no, matter. It doesn't matter. But still, if there's a tiebreaker, one of the best uh, songs in a in a score yeah. for a movie. Hello, is that? Uh, it, it, not that it matters at this point, but. It was going to be unanimous. I was going to go Saw as well. Hmm. Uh, that ending blew my tits off. Game over. And this movie, for a horror nerd like myself, there wasn't much going on, and this movie kind of reinvigorated the genre. Very true. Uh, so It did a lot with a little. Yeah. So I, I, the I can't mask knock was it. Cool. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff. And, I mean, being the way it's... It, it's the story is, I was so like, why would they give away who the killer is so early? This is fucking stupid. Like, what's good? And then the end, like I said, yeah. it's just like. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Speaking of the pig mask, the scene where they're walking around the apartment and all they have is the flash. And you know, yes. that, you know, because you've seen horror movies that something's going to pop out, but it still scares mm-hmm. you. You know. All right, let's go ahead to the number six seed. Stanley Kubrick, The Shining, <laughs> versus the sweatiest man in the business, Joe Smidell, starring in Maniac. Yeah. Uh, I want to start this one. I got to start this one. For my money, there's no better Kubrick movie than The Shining. There is something about the wide shots and making an inanimate object the building the hotel itself the main villain however maniac is so disgusting (laughs) sleazy new york slimy joe spinell his lunacy scalping women then going to dinner and being a perfect gentleman the duality his of his character is morbid like it's sick like, because that is a serial killer. That is how they behave. But The Shining, so well shot. So beautiful. But it's got some flaws. It really drags in the middle. See, I don't think it does. You don't think it drags? I think that's a false... I used to joke that the... I don't know if I told this story. I'm sorry. I know I repeat stories. The Shining was the perfect date movie if you're trying to get laid, because it starts strong, the middle's kind of meh, but by the end you're back into it. Um, so I'm gonna go and take Maniac for this one. Really? Yeah. That's a bold decision. I know. All right, Pete. Do you want to go first or me too? You go first. So, The Shining. I mean, this is another one that I feel, well, is certainly Kubrick's best, but is also just an all-time masterpiece. And it is the, for me, it's it's the location and the set design is a big, big part of it. The, the imagery is like beautiful mm-hmm. and when it needs to be beautiful, when it needs to be large scope it, it is but then it's like super scary imagery um but 
Jack Nicholson it just carries this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure unbelievable does. performance. And it just makes it it makes it everything. And the supporting cast, um, I should know their names, but I don't with the with the wife and mother and the son and like the characters? Yeah. Danny's the son. Well, I was thinking of more the I'm sorry, not the character, the actors. Oh. Shelly um, Duval. Right? Shelly Their performances were awesome in complimenting his insanity and, and losing it. Uh, that woman is legit terrified the whole movie. Yes. Like Kubrick tormented her. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't know why it stands out to me so much, but like the, um, as soon as possible. Like <laughs> it, it, like that, like whenever someone talks about The Shining, that's what I quote. What about Scatman Carruthers? <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> um, the only qualm I have with this movie is you know how much I love Stephen King's books and I'm a reader. That's true. It strays. You can harp on that. Whatever. It's the movie, The Shining, based on the book, but it doesn't matter. Now, Maniac, I also love. Sleazy, sweaty. Mm-hmm. Everything you said is true. I didn't discover it until much later in life. Did you see this early on, or was this a late discovery? I actually did see this early on. This is one of the first quote-unquote exploitation movies I ever saw. I don't know how... It was just like chilling on Netflix. I don't know how <laughs> oh it God, would have sat this. with me like early on. I mean like early on. like when I was, Oh, I like, know what you mean. Yeah. When yeah. I was like, you know, pile driving through horror movies uh-huh. from like 14 to 17 is... Or 12 to 17 is when I watched like... When I was really catching up on everything horror. And smoking a bunch of weed doing it. <laughs> I don't know how this would have sat with me. But as an adult, love it. Um, I love my Blue Underground Blu-ray. It's one of the finest in my collection. But I'm going with the masterpiece and the classic, The Shining. All right. So we're at our first tie. Pete, it's up to you, brother. That was, so, my, that was my best Kevin Sullivan impersonation. <laughs> I'm going to catch some hate. I'm not saying it's not. It's beautifully shot. It's... To a lot of people, it's like their favorite horror movie. I think The Shining is the most overrated horror movie of all time. Wow, that is a bold statement. You weren't the first I'm to not, say that, though. I'm not saying it's not good at all. I just think it's absolutely overrated. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard that. That's not even really a hot take anymore. I've never heard that. I've heard be plenty of people. I've say heard that. people. I've been in Kubrick arguments where people have been like, "This isn't his best," because people love Magnolia. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or eyes wide shut. Go go go. Um, I'll I, take it, Full it, Metal it could Jacket. Be, it could be that I never saw it until about like six or seven years ago. Wow, so that's like, late. Yeah. Um and and obviously with that, you know, there's all this hype. Like, oh, you have to watch it. It's the best thing ever. We didn't, a, we didn't watch it in college? I don't think so. Damn. Mm. Um, so, I have to go with Maniac. Nice. That's Again, good. I'm not at all saying it's no. not a good movie. Like I said, at no junction do I think anyone's bashing the movies on this list. It's just your personal take, and that's, you know. 
I wish we had a simulator, like one of those old school like wrestling things where you can just put the two names in and it <laughs> gives you a whole match and then there's a winner. <laughs> I also should have mentioned I'm a little bit, I mean, it had nothing to do with my decision, but maybe a little bit partial. I got to visit the real life Overlook Hotel. My mom did too. My mom and, and dad it was did. Yeah. dope. They loved it. Yeah. Super dope. All right, let's move along. The Seven Seed. A movie that I rediscovered, and I'm very happy I did. Uh, Candyman. Versus my favorite summertime horror movie, the number 10 seed, The Burning. This is a toughie. Vinny, I want to let you start. Or ah, Pete. Wanna, I can't start with this I'll, one. I'll start. Okay. I'll start. Um, and I'm just going to... I'm just gonna say Candyman. Good no, enough. Not, not gonna, <laughs> Nothing no. else, just Candyman. Uh, I, both great movies. I watched Candyman more recently, and really enjoyed it as a rewatch. And um, I haven't. I've seen both like twice. So I'm just gonna go with Candyman. All right, you want to so, go with me? <laughs> Who's going here? I'm also going to go Candyman. Wow. Okay. Now, I love The Burning. My decision is based on The Burning. I see, especially out of all the summer slashers, the least. I mean, there's there certainly kills. You have the famous shears and, and all that. It, it almost doesn't even feel like a summer slasher to me. It feels like a summer thriller with a bunch of teens it, it's not um I, I don't know i don't know if this is not because of the, the gore or not, not enough violence shown on screen i love the movie it's a great summertime movie i watch it literally every summer we like the we posters need, hanging right behind me yeah we need to get video just so people can see what i'm watching when you're like nervously fiddling trying to explain yourself as if like <laughs> the world's gonna hate you because you picked the movie like you're playing with your hair you're like pulling uh, i don't really give a shit about the world it's explaining to myself why i'm making this well decision. all right same same difference um just for the sake of argument i love the burning uh one of my favorites of all time but when i did that Candyman rewatch <sighs> blew my mind I, I, um, I couldn't believe how good it was it, it's a whole different landscape of yeah uh, it's its own like what do you what do you call that? I don't know. It's like yeah, Clive Barkner. Yeah, because geniuses. I think when we did the episode, uh, we were talking about it for some reason. I think we did an episode, but the last time I had seen it was when I was a kid, and I think I was so like put off by it because I was like, "Where the fuck?" I didn't the get it. Where's the Candyman? Yeah, like where's this yeah. killer dude? I didn't get it. And then yeah. rewatching it as an adult, like literally a month two ago, I was like, "How is this movie?" not more beloved which clearly it is i just was stupid <laughs> um, there's so much there's so many like like nope moments during the candy man mm -hmm. like crawling through the wall oh dude when oh, she so goes like, into the nasty bathroom yeah oh, the nasty bathroom yeah. like yeah all right so, yeah the, you don't get many inner city movies yeah. like that in horror so for me it that makes it yeah that's true more that's unique. true too it's like a, it's way more yeah. unique than a than a slasher Huh, that's a very good... I think that's, like, for my own peace of mind, that seals the deal. Um, while we're just off-bracket topic, how, uh, where'd you guys fall on the sequel, recall, remake? I haven't watched thing? it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Quite good. To, I, I really waiting. enjoyed it. 
I've heard that. I've just been waiting yeah. to find it somewhere. I really great. enjoyed it. Same. All right. So last matchup in the blood bracket, or division rather, this is the eight and nine. The Thing at number eight, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, one of the best duos in the game, versus an indie film that has really stood the test of time, spawned a bunch of sequels, Phantasm. I'll just go real quick here. Go ahead. I appreciate Phantasm. I love Phantasm. It's world building. <coughs> I love Phantasm. The sphere is cool. Villain's cool. But get out of here. All right. That's the fine. thing is a masterpiece. All right. Here's my deal. And I'm going to go quick too. Love the thing. Phantasm did a lot with a little Correct. and made you not, made you question everything. A lot of love, a lot of appreciation. Tall man, Reggie Bannister. Uh, personally, I think the second one is the best in the series, but the first one sets the table. I'm mm -hmm. going Phantasm. Are you serious? Yep. Wait a minute. Pete still has to speak, brother. Relax. How are you? Yeah, I just don't understand. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about personal preference. I love The Thing. The Thing is one of the greatest. Do you know? The Thing is one of the greatest movies ever. However, Phantasm. The, the Phantasm fear? looks like it was made with 15 bucks. How do you. you yeah, but what about the craftsmanship and skill to do those uh, practical effects in The Thing? Dude, they're and amazing. The practical effects. Are crazy. Why are you arguing like I'm not? Like I but think that's not even trash. the true horror. The true horror is the everyone turning on each other and not knowing what the hell's going on and being isolated in, in Antarctica and you can't do anything about right, that's it. That's cool. The true horror of Phantasm is you don't know what the fuck is real and what the what what's not. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my god. Whatever. Pete, what do you think here? You got to break the tie. Maybe we are at war with Norway. <laughs> it's the thing I mean it's a great movie I'm not going to argue that the thing is I'm the shock that you would it's choose. not only it's not only probably my favorite horror movie but it's like I've seen it I don't even know how many times and I feel like I haven't seen it enough I'll tell you what I agree I'll tell you what I'm a little pissed off that John Carpenter didn't invite James Arnez to come back and be the monster first of all Nobody gets that. From the, from from the thing from outer space. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's not even close. Like it, the 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 effects are so <laughs> so um, completely better. The thing is one of those movies. Any time of day, any time of year, if someone's like, "Mind if I throw throw on the thing?" Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm gonna challenge you to watch Phantasm again. I like Phantasm. I love Phantasm. It um I I was actually already before the bracket, before all of this, I was already thinking like that's the next franchise I need to start building in the old Blue, Oh, Blue they, did, they just put out the sphere set. Comes with, oh, it's very nice. All right, let's go next division. That went pretty well. I mean, other than I you had a little freak out at the end there, but it's all right. So we're going to the Gore division. Yeah, Gore division. Doesn't mean it's all like slashers or anything. Or no, forward. these are just yeah, clever just, names. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, the number one seed, and much deservingly, it's the uh, talk of the town right now. The original Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, versus the number 16 seed, 
another Romero joint. Tales from the Dark Side. Ooh. Now, here's the deal. Texas Chainsaw, top three. Tales from the Dark Side is so good. The cast is so amazing. But you can't buy what they did with Texas Chainsaw. So, I think, I mean, like I speak for all you fine gentlemen. I think this is a very quick one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre rules. What do you think? I just went on for 20 minutes? I was like 30 seconds, dude. (laughs) Tales from the Dark Side is my favorite, if not my second favorite, uh, anthology. You know how I feel about anthologies. I, I adore them. And this is like top tier anthology. You just it just sucks when you're the 16 seed versus the first seed. No, absolutely. And Texas Chainsaw is moving on. Pete, you have anything to say on the matter? Uh, I agree. Um, the fact that, uh, I mean, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is such like a wild mindfuck ride, and the fact that it stood the test of the time to the point that another movie in the franchise just came out yeah is all you, is all yeah. you need to know no nope, because no doubt. because you could easily see that movie and be like okay and then and like throw it to the side someone saw it you know enough people saw it and were like no this is like i'm sure people watched it and were like what the fuck was that and then enough people that like realize what horror is saw it and yeah. were like no no this is that's that's Sands test time. I will just say before we move on to the two seeds, two seed uh, matchup. Tales from the Dark Side. Shout out James Remar. Shout out Christian Slater. Shout out Debbie Harry. Shout out mm. uh, Steve Buscemi. Shout out David Johansson. Shout out that old guy that's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is an all time great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's tough with an anthology because there's always a week. Yeah. Um, even if it's good, even if it's the the weak one in the anthology, just the you know, the, it, the cast, the cast is a, outstanding. Uh, it like, takes away from an entire story. Yeah. All right, the number two seed in the Gore division is Psycho, taking on the number fifteen seed, which was my. You can't fuck with this killer clowns from outer space. Uh, uh, it sounds pretty obvious. Huh? <laughs> All right, so you Based have on Psycho. Huh? What's that? Vince Vaughn Psycho? Yes. 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 The shot for shot remake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the actress's name? Oh, God. She's um, in stuff. Anne Hesh. Yeah. Anne Hesh. Yeah, she's in Six Days, Seven Nights. With yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what was coming to mind. I was like, well, she asked me something better. Than that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that, that one was quick. <laughs> listen, Killer Clowns. Oh, it's a fun romp, dude. The name of our show. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's a fun romp. It's a crowd pleaser. You throw that on with a group. Yeah, people you're, love you're, it. You're in for a good ride. Yeah. And then Psycho, I mean, goddamn. Goddamn, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I, mean, it's, um, I love Hitchcock. I love... I don't think this is even Hitchcock's best movie. It's probably his third best movie. Um, hmm, what do you have over it? Huh? What do you got over it? Uh, Rear Window and... Um... um He's come to my window. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. God damn it. Do you know what it's like growing up with a lesbian mother having to listen to Eth- uh, Melissa Etheridge all the time? <laughs> album from album. Uh, oh my God. So much Melissa Etheridge. 
Hey, we have a we have a uh, our produce east by me deli- by east west by our mm. produce delivery truck south by southwest south by southwest south by southwest south that's south, the southwest uh, airlines by southwest uh, north northwest uh, Kanye and Kim Kardashian <laughs> our uh, our our produce driver at work that drives the produce truck delivery she uh, she's like you know she, she's very out there like uh, we know she's a lesbian. Um, and she came in the one day with like a Melissa Etheridge 97 tour shirt on <laughs> and she left. I'm like a little on brand. Don't you think? She was uh, like, was a little bit fair 96. I was there. It was, it was just funny. She's a nice lady. Listen, my mom didn't come out to me until I was like, uh, you're in college. I remember. Oh yeah. I forgot how old I was. No, it was after college. I was living in that, uh, that, uh, uh, in Warwick. In Warwick, yeah. And I was like, Mom, like, we had Paris, you played softball, and you listened to Melissa Etheridge. What do you think I think was going on? What did parrots have to do with anything? I don't know. Let's be love parrots. Okay. We had parrots. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo. On that note, on to the three seed. <laughs> we had parrots. All right, the number three seed, the original... Sean Cunningham, Friday the 13th, versus Rob Zombie's finest film, number 14 seed, Devil's Rejects. Friday the 13th versus Devil's Rejects? The original Friday the 13th. Kevin Bacon. Well, yeah. So, again, I would think case closed. Why is this division so much more dominant than... It's It gets worse, believe okay. me. It gets harder, rather. Uh, you're taking Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Devil's Rejects. Really? Yeah, I think Devil's Rejects is going back to that Texas Chainsaw sweaty factor. Um, Friday Thirteenth is great movie, but I just think it's it's simplicity compared to Devil's Rejects um, in the fact that. They're trying to work around their limitations. And Devil's Rejects, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It has a little bit of money, and they can just do more. And I think the characters are just so vile. And, it, you know, you're you're just watching kids get picked off from Friday the 13th. Devil's Rejects has some story going on, at least a little so, bit. So I love Devil's Rejects. So do I. And- so do I, clearly. <laughs> Um, it was that that rare situation where you have like there, there's plenty of horror movies where you start rooting for the villain, but these villains were so yeah vile. You just and somebody awful. needs to get them. Somebody. Yeah, but then when the tables turn and they're getting theirs. I mean, I'm not the only one where I'm like, oh, like, I don't. No, I, I love. Don't want that to happen. To them. I love Bill. So, Bill Forsyth in this movie, like I love Bill Forsyth. William Forsyth, I've loved him since I didn't even know who he was because I love Flat Top and Dick Tracy. But yeah, he goes from run, being run rabbit run. He goes from being like God's warrior to just the biggest piece of shit working the nails under the, the hands under the guise of he's righteous. Yeah, yeah. So. But like, I, I, that isn't the only thing. That's, like, I think that's that's the way I should put it. Devil's Rejects, character-wise, so much better than Friday. So much better. Yeah. But 
Yeah, the Friday Thirteenth characters don't mean that at all. But Friday Thirteenth, it's you know the the start of an iconic franchise. You're not wrong. It's You're not wrong. Early on in the slasher, the slasher. Uh, it's the beginning, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was the first one to have a twist, a big time twist. You what a twist! You didn't see, you know. Jason's mother. Being I'm the Pamela killer. Voorhees. Yeah. Um, and just how iconic right. it was. And well, I'm interested to see Pete's uh, choice here because that's going to settle it. Well, if this was Friday the 13th versus House of a Thousand Corpses, I'd say Friday the 13th. If it was... Devil's Rejects versus Friday the 13th, part two, I'd say part two. But I'm going to say Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. We have an upset. And I'm just going to say kind of with Jeff's, I think it has a little bit more substance. Uh, I love, I mean, I love the entirety of the, of the Friday the 13th franchise um the first one is great for what it is but it's not the best i mean you have to understand my favorite friday 13th is six mine is two and three and i think you could go to mine's three and four you can go to 20 people and get 20 different answers yeah 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 um devil's rejects it's just it it did something i think uh for the time nobody was ready for I remember it's fucked, the it's up. yeah the motel stuff is yeah. just wild yeah uh, just everything about it's wild I mean but it works like I said it's his finest movie like he just nailed everything the um, Bill Mosley bringing the two mm. out to the desert the the big change in the tide for me was the uh, hanging out at the brothel when they're all. You know, smoking weed, and think about that. Mosley did such a good job in this that, like, you legit saw him and were like, "Why does he look like such a sweet old man?" <laughs> That's like, very I true. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, shock tops, like whatever. That's more comedic. Chop top. What I say? Shock top. Is shock top still a beer? Do they still make that? I don't know. I, I used not. to love shock top. Oh, you get really? the vari- yeah, because you get the variety pack with like do. four different yeah. flavors in it. Oh, it was good. I need to do better with names. Yeah, you do. Um, that beer's terrible, by the way. Nah, fuck yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, but he is so vile in House and Devil's Rejects. But like like you said, when we met him, he's wearing a Transylvania crew neck. was like the friendly old grandpa and was like kind of hesitant and like felt bad about taking our money for the autograph. <laughs> he was a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you were fucking corpses and, <laughs> and doing all these terrible things. All right, yeah. where are we at here? Um, so quick, quick, Bill. Yeah, go for story. it. Um, so, uh, in in the catering world that I'm in, I, there's a couple of guys who bartend with us and serve that are like, I mean, these guys are like in their fifties, but like, kind of were like theater actors in their younger life and do like extra work and stuff in random ass things the one guy joey was in like an episode of sopranos and like three episodes of the wire this other guy jack uh super nice guy 
uh, he'll just do like commercials or he'll do like whatever indie films and he'll just be like a whatever innkeeper back backstage character. But um, he knows that I like car. You know, I have like, you know, you, you you know, guys know I have like stickers on my truck. I have the studio house stickers on my truck. Yeah, your, and, your um, truck stickers are bomb, by the way. And he, uh, so he knows I'm in the horror movies. And he's like, he's like, hey man, he's like, uh, I'm I'm doing this uh, this little thing with uh, Bill Mosley. Do you know him? I'm like, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 like, he, he's like, oh cool. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet him next week and whatever. And then like, so I see him again like a month later. He's like, Bill Mosley. He's like, nicest guy I've ever worked with. He's like, he's like, he's total sweetheart. And he's like, said he had all these stories and that he was just like great to work with. So just to stack on to what you guys were already saying about him, you know. Yeah. It's so weird that he can be so vile. But yeah. He was actually just I mean, around. He's acting, so that's the point. He was just still. around last month. Uh, yeah, around Valentine's Day, he was shooting something out in Stroudsburg by the old railroad museum. So he was in the he was in the hood. Number four, man. So number four versus number thirteen. I think this one's gonna tear Vinny's soul apart. Oh no, pinhead style. Number four, Evil Dead Two. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, classic. Number 13, pretty sure it's Vinny's favorite Cronenberg movie. Jeff Goldblum, Brundlefly. <laughs> the Fly. <laughs> I would actually like, because I know this one hurts you. Pete, can you start this one for us? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, did you see how good uh, he looks in the new Jurassic Park trailers? Oh my god, they so all I've look actually, great. Yeah, I've been actually uh, watching like, like good like uh, non consequential while I'm eating dinner. Uh, viewing is his show on Disney Plus, which is The World According to Jeff Yes, Goldblum. I've seen, yeah. I've seen like commercials, it. yeah. And it's just like him, like him talking about jeans, and it's like, why would I ever <laughs> want to watch that? But it'd be Tim, so it's interesting. So he's such like an interesting. Like, he purrs like a cat, and, like, he's just such an interesting character. And um, he's a great actor. He has a lot of range, uh, despite what, I mean, some may think. I mean, like, you know, Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. I mean, that's him. Like, he, that character, you could have put anyone into that character, and they would have acted what was on the sheet or on the script. But he made it Jeff Goldblum, right? Um, Duh. No so, shirt. And, then, and, then, and, and, and now you know. And now you know he's in the, he's in the realm of that um, that super, out there indie guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? What's that guy's name? You know, like the marigold or the you know the um. Fuck, what's his name? You guys know who I'm talking about, right? No, I have no super idea. The, 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 the director, the director that does like the, the. All the all the really uh, like obscure indie movies with um, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, yes, yes, yes. He doesn't wear a shirt. Did I say something about him not wearing a shirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, but Jeff Goldblum's in that universe now, which I think he fits in. But then you know he has this, um, you know, kind of pre-fame career in ooh, as the you know in the Fly. And he's great, and he's hairy, and it's a sticky, <laughs> disgusting movie. The first time I remember seeing Jeff Goldblum in a movie, I might have been like adjacent to when I saw Jurassic Park, but he did this weird, 
like made for TV movie version of Sleepy Hollow. Did you guys ever see that? No, I've never seen that. He he plays like a Bud Crane, which he like. Who's more perfect for Ingrid by Crane than yeah, true. Tall, tall, lanky Jeff Goldblum? Perfect. Uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> he has no head, uh, and um, he rides a horse. Uh. <laughs> so I love the fly. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a disgusting. disgusting I feel like you're movie. saying all this just to go uh, evil. Just to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I, you know, I didn't want to not do it justice, but um, Evil Dead Two is like top five movies. Yeah, same for me. Top five horror movies. Same. For me, I, so. I don't have anything to say except for Evil Dead Two. Yeah. So, um, I would have lost this one because I would wholeheartedly go The Fly over Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two. Evil I'm... Dead Two is like a top five. Period. <laughs> not just for me. I think that's like a top five horror movie of all time. So. I disagree. All right, we can argue that. I mean, I, we've, we, we've had enough. We've had arguments about this movie on here before. So yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't like the comedy. I I know the the fly is just some of the best of Cronenberg, and Cronenberg is a master, um, especially later in life, like last three to five years. I've come to respect Cronenberg. 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 Even. <laughs> more like i i just love his movies even more than i did like in my youth i i wouldn't have gotten his <clears> movies and i would have found them off-putting and then like in your 20s you're like yeah okay like i get it like now like, yeah, but we're not of, talking about his movies we're talking about I know. the fly the fly i think is one of his best i think it's the best some of the best of uh of um the uh what's it called practical body effects horror? oh body, body horror, horror. Yeah. yes um love you stories in horror that's true um like we already said gold bloom so i, I would have picked the fly over evil dead right. but well evil dead's great so yeah. suck it you guys think you guys think the fly gets remade sometime in the next 10 years probably oh but it'll be so cgi'd yeah it'll be, it'll not be good but I, you know what I'll tell you what. It's, it's his, just one of those movies that you feel like it's on the chopping block. I could see his son doing it as like an homage. Uh, that could be cool. Uh, that could be that. cool. Maybe I, I, I do Goldberg's. like what his son's doing. Yeah. Uh, Possessor. Possessor was wild, I man. I fucking loved, loved, it. loved Possessor. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun maybe, with that. Maybe by then Jeff Goldblum's son will be old enough to uh, play him. Do you want to arm wrestle? All right. So this is the toughest one. I think of the bracket. It's the battle of the holiday horror. And number five, the seeding is crazy here because it's the five versus 12. Number five, Black Christmas. Bob Clark, the best Christmas horror movie ever made, in my opinion. I don't think it matters what's going against. I'm, I'm picking Black Christmas. Number 12, My Bloody Valentine. I'm going to be very quick right here. I love my bloody Valentine. I think it's a very unique way to do the slasher. I think it was cool that it was cashing in on Valentine's Day when, you know, there was tons of other holidays, uh, horror and slasher movies are coming out. But Black Christmas is just, mm. I mean, it's the first slasher. Mm-hmm. It is, it's just so, I, I watch it every single Christmas. 
And for a movie that I only watch, well, actually, like maybe that's a credit. So I was gonna say I only watch it once a year, but I watch this movie once a year, every single year, and I get so much enjoy. Like it's never boring. Like oh yeah, like I've I've seen like I always get something new out of it. I just love every single moment of this movie. Okay. It is all right. Relax, mm. relax. Mm. Pete, what are you thinking? Um, my bloody Valentine. Okay. Wow, I did not want this on me. <laughs> so, my bloody Valentine, I always think has one of the greatest dynamics in horror ever between Axel. And um, the other guy. I won't know the names. Damn it. I know. Whatever. They hate each other, but they're best friends over a girl. The movie plays out really good. You really don't know who the killer is. Mm -hmm. But Black Christmas, you really don't know who the killer is ever. And it's Bob Clark ending, just doing Bob his Clark thing. Just, it's got to be Black Christmas for me. Yeah. God, it's, it's... And I love them both. Don't get me wrong. I love Bloody, um, Bloody Valentine. I mean, yeah. Christ. I, I got the poster hanging up. Mm -hmm. There's no Black Christmas poster hanging up. Can I ask you guys something? Absolutely. What is the ending? Of what? Black Christmas. Yeah, we talked about this. I think the in innuendo is that he kills her and right. that's that that he's still in the house he's, he's, still, in the he's house. still in the house for sure so the thing is john saxon at one point says he must have made a phone call after every murder which isn't doesn't ring true if you pay attention to the movie but everyone bounces from the house he's still in there she's left alone yeah and the phone starts ringing again yeah she's done yeah i think i think he kills her it's a great ending. It is so good. But so is My Bloody Valentine. He cuts his arm off. Yep. And then runs, I'll be back for you. Oh, so good. All right. Also a great uh, remake. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I took so long because I just heard nothing but bad things. Then when I watched it, I was like, what the hell? Wait, Pete, so you didn't um, give me any um, backstory or description. You just qu quickly said... My bloody Valentine. Why? I kind of knew, but I was just—he was, was playing just devil's advocate there. I yeah, could feel—I I felt I like he was I, I've too. Listened, I've listened enough here yeah. that I knew both of you guys were going Black Christmas. And I, and I, and I for me, it was a toss-up. I—they're I, I, both about equal on my, um, on my scale. So, yeah. are you ready for this one? Uh, uh, this one's a real doozy. Number six seed, Wes Craven, Scream. Number 11 seed, Wes Craven, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, good luck, right? Whew. All right, I'll so start, I'm going to start. Oh, you're all right. Go ahead. Because I, haven't, I don't think I've started yet. Maybe I have. I, I mean, yeah. I made you start. <laughs> um, I'm just going to – I'm going to – it's not an easy decision, but I'm going to just say scream – for its influence on, I saw it first before I saw the other one because of when it came out and proximity to my age, and it's and it's kind of 
and Scream had a important role in kind of rebooting horror for a young for a new generation. Yeah, he really so he really brought it to like an uh, the meta and, level. And, and yeah, oh yeah, he and he's so meta. Yeah, exactly. He's so meta about it that it's that they're talking about it's a horror movie with you know, they're talking about it within the horror movie and then and then of course later it becomes filming a horror movie inside of a horror movie and all that stuff. But um no, I'm just going to go scream for its cultural influence in the 90s. Right. And I th- and I think that that was very important. And it, and it part of it might have saved mainstream horror. Okay. I agree cuz uh I was going to say for me Scream was a horror movie that I didn't know was a horror movie. Uh, when I first saw it, was uh, we had the illegal cable, watched it on the uh, the pay per view, and I just thought it was like you know, oh look at this, there's some crazy stuff going on. And it, it wasn't until um, I got older that I realized the the significance of all the meta shit and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but the Hills Have Eyes is just disturbing. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, it's very fun. engaging. You feel for the characters. You mm-hmm. want to be there to, to help them. Um, you don't want to be them. You don't want to be them at all, no. But you want to you want to help them. You want to. That's see the them. terrifying part. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, like, it's not like a true crime thriller where like, oh, this could happen. But like, eh, like this could happen. Like, like on a road trip or like, that's the fear. Like yeah. family trip. Um. Wait, so did you, did you already give your pick? No, I didn't, but I, I... You go ahead. You go ahead. So I'm going hands down scream here. Um, I love Hills Have Eyes. Um, the remake actually... Very good. In some ways, like it almost like resonated more oh. with me, and I found it more scary. Maybe not as well crafted, but just... More terrifying. Uh, I saw the remake first, and that opening scene fucked me. Oh up. my god the 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 baby scene. The baby the scene is way worse. The burning <laughs> of the father. Yeah. That was. Not, uh, not I, I would have made it unanimous because Scream for me was a game changer. Uh, it, because up to that point, up to that point, I was just '80s horror kid. And, and it uh, it's another one that set the bar for what was going to become of the 90s horror and even early 2000s with all those slashers that were ripping it off uh, for better or for worse. And the meta stuff like we already talked about um, acknowledging and recognizing horror fans was super cool. Especially everything everything he did with um, like putting like uh, naming him Billy Loomis. Yes, all the names he, are. He was he was the janitor wearing yep. Freddy sweater. Yep, all that stuff. Yeah, it was the first time that horror fans were acknowledged and recognized, mm-hmm. and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move along because there's a lot more to talk about with Scream. Number seven, maybe in my opinion, the most disturbing horror movie of all time. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, versus The Ten Seed, which might be the most fun horror movie of all time, Sleepaway Camp. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is a doozy, right? So I, I want to start. It took me a long time to even get the balls to watch Henry, and when I did, I was so glad I did. 
as disturbing as it is, it's on a it's disturb it's so disturbing it's on another level. You almost feel like you're watching a documentary. Like they were following this guy around. Like, oh, what's your you kill people? Like, what do you do? Like the whole home invasion scene, mm-hmm. the the incest stuff, the end. Spoiler alert here when he's just like the chick's like I just want to be with you and I want to follow you. The the ending of the movie is him dumping her body in a in parts in a suitcase on the side of the road because and then just driving away. Yeah, and just driving away remorseless. And it's like I had I like I watched it on Joe Bob and I'm glad I did because if there weren't breaks, I would have probably just lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the first I saw. I saw it for the first time. Um when Joe Bob did it too. Mm. And, and I, it's like, I had known, um, there's a, uh, the band boys night out from their first, um, EP had a song where the intro was the, the quote where he's saying, he's talking about the modus operandi and, Mm. and, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have one. He's (laughs) like, yeah, he's like, if he's like, if you're going to shoot somebody, don't shoot him with the same gun twice and, and all that stuff. And, um, I never had the context for it, what movie that came from. I knew that quote from when I was like 13 or 14. And then I finally saw the movie and I was like, this is so <laughs> fucked up. Yes. Um, so anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you because you haven't made your pick yet. But No, my pick is Henry. <laughs> okay. And I love Sleepaway Camp, by the way. Um, Vinny showed it to me when I lived with him. And he was like, I'm not sure if you're going to like this movie. Because uh, he didn't know my love for camp at that point. And... I always knew that it had a shocking ending, but I didn't know what the ending was. And when it happened, I think I jumped off the couch and was like, yes! I was like fist pumping the air. <laughs> but I got to go with Henry because it's disturbing. And it took it, it, it takes the, the, the movie, not, not even the genre, the, the, what you can do on film to another level. Yeah. You just feel like, just watching them in his apartment, like you feel dirty. Mm-hmm. Like that apartment looks disgusting. No, when he takes he takes him out, anything. he's like, yeah, "Yeah, show me, show me what you do. Like, take me out for a night." And it's just like, "All right, cool. That's what we do." <laughs> and he's like, and he's trying to sleep with his sister. Oh, so gross. And when he is, um, when he, when he he does finally like rape his sister, and and Henry walks in and he's like beating him up, and he's like, "Don't do that. That's your sister." Yeah. And it like, it doesn't register in his head like mm-hmm. it's just like oh Fanny go ahead so, I'm sorry you're looking at me wait just so first. Pete is your pick already in no I was gonna say no we were just so, talking about Henry my pick is Henry but he hasn't said anything so I was just gonna go with for every reason that we just talked about my pick is sleep away because <laughs> because you know you watch henry once that's all you need like, that's you what i okay that's what i was gonna say to see it again am i glad that i saw it yeah did i jump and the gun bring, and does it bring um what's that what's the, the actor's name he's in he's in um he's in walking he's in dead and he's walking in, dead and he, michael something name. are you talking um, about from henry henry oh yeah um Oh God, I'm drawing I'm a blank. Clerk, they're not clerks. Small rats. So, I was gonna say, I greatly appreciate Henry, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Michael Rucker. Michael. Rucker. Yes, yes, Michael Rucker. And I love him in everything he's in. He's a douchebag cop in. 
he's a douchebag sergeant in um die hard too uh is he a die hard too i was gonna say no. the bone collector because i love that movie what am I too. Th- oh no they do the thing in mall rats from die hard too where he's right, doing right, the kung right. fu in front of the mirror yeah. but anyway yeah so i i think what yeah all right so i already gave mine but he can continue well i was gonna agree um Henry, I mean, I haven't only seen it once. I've seen, I, I guess, twice. But it's the kind of thing where you only need to see once. Like, I guess I've seen it twice. Wow. <laughs> but like, you don't need to see this many times. Because, no, you need to see it once and then move along with your life. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, you know, it, it's one of those ones that like sticks in your sticks in your brain for sticks in your crawl. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I choose Sleepaway Camp because of the rewatchability. This is another one that I watch every single year. That's it. Maybe even multiple it times. It goes a back year. to back with the burning for me. I so. mean, it is a summertime classic. It oh, is man. it is fun. It is ridiculous in so many ways. It's nostalgic with the all the summer camp stuff. The ending is shocking. It's quotable. I mean, so quotable. It is a it's a summertime classic. Wow, this is the first one I had to scratch out because I jumped the gun. The way me and Pete were talking about Henry, I just wrote Henry down. Like Henry's moving I on. I saw you doing that. I was like, what's he does? I don't think that's the case. To be completely honest, I'd probably take any of the sleepaway camps over Henry. Two not, is so good. Three, three is three is a little rough. A little rough. Yeah. Um, but, but you know what? The two is good when. But three is at least comprehensible. Like it's a it's a movie. Like it's not like yeah, yeah. shit. It's just not good. Yeah. Anyway, the I give the edge on Seaboy Camp because of its rewatchability. It, well, it, it, it's fun. It's good for a group. Like like you're not you're not uh, gathering a group to yeah. bring out the outdoor uh, projection TV to watch. Well, oh, let's throw on Henry. Porter I was gonna say if, if you're in a relationship, you want to get it's out great. of. Be like, babe, let's watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer tonight. Yeah. I really love this movie. <laughs> It's a All great right. date movie. Yeah, <laughs> totally. All right, the last matchup. This is this is a tough one. This is an even. It's the eight and nine. It's the last matchup of the night. Number eight. Your boy. Ridley. Squat. Alien. Versus the greatest horror comedy of all time. John Landis's American Werewolf. Oh, God damn, are you yeah, serious? This is the one. This is the last one, and it is the toughest one, I think. Oh my god. How did we end up oh, with that I, seating? Look, look, I'm Eight and nine, man. Out. I'm gonna get mine out of the way and just say alien. Mm. And I'm oh. gonna let you guys duke it out. <sighs> Aliens. God, I, I'm like, we're both just sitting here like thinking it's so funny. Yeah. Like looking at him, looking at, like, looking at him, looking at me like. Uh, um, all right, Pete, can you give me some, some dialogue? Like, oh, why are your quotes? Get out of here. No, <laughs> no I want quotes. I, I know, I'm joking. Gee, many crickets. Aliens, it's, it, it, it's just too big. Too big to be conquered. What is it, like the Banks? Too big to fail. At least, at least, at least for me, by that movie. I mean, it's great, but American I mean, American leads, Werewolf is so good. It leads to 
one of the I mean, greatest will, 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 sequels will, of all time. Will Will Alien tumble in this? Quite possibly, but not but not now. American Werewolf in London leads to one of the worst sequels of all time. An American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with shades from that thing you do. Fuck. All right. So Alien is tough because yeah, the 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 sequel is the goat. It, it, it's maybe the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. That and like Terminator Two, right? Mm-hmm. Both James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Both. Uh, and I is love that the '90s? Is Aliens the '90s? Early '90s, right? Like nineteen ninety. No, it's, no, it's still I'm in the '80s. Pretty sure because okay. Alien. Didn't I thought Alien, Alien is like, like '79. Yeah, so they wouldn't have waited that long. <laughs> Vinny, they wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have waited that long to come out with a sequel. Uh, shit. Uh, I also love Alien Three. Get out of here. <laughs> I love the entire franchise. I mean, except for Resurrection, whatever. Resurrection is you know terrible. What? You saying that we you should come down. We got to get that alien box set. And just watch all of them. All the all the bullshit. Yeah, Winona Ryder. All the bullshit. I, I remember. I remember just slamming beers Plus, in the L bar one night, and uh, the one with Winona Ryder was on. Are you including Prometheus and in the next one? No, nah, I don't. I don't consider that part of the trilogy because our quadrilogy, because Prometheus set a different standard. And then kind of just shoved the alien in at the end. Yeah. And then what was the one that came after that with, with, uh, I haven't seen that alien covenant. I've never seen that one because it was okay. Yeah. I just heard bad things. And there are some people out there that are like Prometheus defenders. Oh, I love Prometheus. I'm I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm one of them. Dude. Idris Elba, Charlie's Theron, dude, the Idris Elba, like monologue throwing it down. Just why he should slam Charlie's Theron, and she's just like, "All right, I'll see you in the back in five minutes." Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm in any any time that like people are going to a new world, like I'm in, I'm interested. Fuck. That, All right, that's just. I'm gonna start it off. I'm going American Werewolf. It is, di- the dialogue is amazing. The comedy, the, the com- along well, with that's, the horror, that's the comedy is the dialogue, but um. That setting of backwoods ass England and just the the it reminds me of an old Hammer film, and that's my jam is the old Hammer stuff. Which surprisingly, I didn't put any on the list. I, I th- actually, I think you yelled at me and you said nothing, <laughs> nothing that old or something like that. No, that didn't happen. It didn't even get brought up. If you would have won Hammer, I would have won Universal. For the sake of the podcast, you should probably lie and say, oh, yeah, it's totally up in your ass. Um, no, but, yeah, American Werewolf has a good – it's got, like, a Hammer feel to it. Um, the comedy's great. The transformation scene is balls to the wall. Just never seen – I mean, I wasn't alive, obviously, but, like, never seen before. And it, it started that trend of, like, mm-hmm. rock star um, practical mm-hmm. effects guys. Um, and I love Land. I love Landis. I'm going American Werewolf. I'm going American Werewolf. So I really like the comedy in American Werewolf. The transformation scene and the werewolf like costume design and practical effects are awesome. And that's what's kind of giving me the versus alien 
the alien, like the birth of it was so cool. You got the face huggers, you got the xenomorphs, like it, it was a whole new world that was being built by James Cameron. I mean, not James, um, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. The set design was great with the ship. For sheer world building and craftsmanship and being a whole new concept, I'm going Alien. Alright. I think you made the right choice. Oh. Now that's how you end a fucking show. Oh, that, that, that was the toughest round yet. That was, that I was had a good. really hard time with that because I that love American Werewolf in London. Alright, so that is the first round of the killer pod from outer space dude what the hell's the music round gonna be like <sighs> holy shit that's gonna, be I'm gonna have to charge i'm gonna have to charge my phone because i'm about i may lose pete before we even shut this off i'm at like one percent <laughs> um i'm super happy with the list though i think there was some good upsets i think uh off the beaten path people wouldn't have predicted it um and that's that's the greatness of the March Madness, right? You get them little schools that come out of nowhere and just put up a game. Gonzaga. Yes. Yeah, no, Gonzaga's good. Are they? <laughs> I think they won the championship last year. Oh, I don't know. I, I just it's a weird name. It's always like um some saint, some Catholic school. <laughs> well, we got a whole month of this ahead of you. The first round of the horror conference is done. So we'll be coming at you next week with the first round from the Blast Beats and the Riffs. All metal. This one's going to be a doozy because I feel like there might be... Uh, Pete, can we get you in the house for this one? Because I want to see you and Vinny fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this one... The metal's going to be tough. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that I'm going to be different on a lot of them. But... Good. That's what I like to hear. All right, we're gonna wrap I this. Think, I think we're gonna be on the same page, Pete. All right, stop! stop mm, we'll don't see. look ahead. Look at you planning your moves. Get out of here. Get off the list. Get off the bracket, son. Um, we'll do a rundown of the winners of the horror round. We'll start the metal round next week. And until then, it's your slogan. I was looking at you because I wanted to see your face. Do you want me to do the slogan? I want you to do the, um, brown burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff, brother Pete. It is a pleasure. We're gonna get you in here next week. We're gonna do. It's gonna get rowdy. Vinny. Rowdy, rowdy Piper. Ooh. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not gonna lie. For the metal round. You should be nervous about that hair. Oh, what's it doing? Uh, I might chop it off in your sleep. I don't know. Don't cut my Steven Seagal pose. <laughs> he's got the Steven Seagal special up on that head. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I'm not doing a bun. Oh, it's I'm just my, is that my gun you're sitting on? <laughs> and now he's in Russian special forces. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Pete, love you. Vinny, go to Russia. Uh, <laughs> love piece of chicken grease. We and we're out
The first time I saw you was on the screen at Sebastian's house. Back then you were so much older than me, but now you're a child. Oh, I was wondering why you got naked when that boy started kissing you. I was disgusted, yet oddly excited. The feeling was completely new. Ooh. It made you laugh when he kissed your breast. I didn't get the joke. He got up a few moments later and left you all alone. As you lay there in the forest, I picture myself lying right next to you. You fell asleep, someone approached, I think it was your friend returning to you. You didn't have any time to move. Said and watched as he murdered you. I thought it was safe. We wanted to play your brother. We should leave now. We were led astray. The pastor would say, Yo, your sin shall find you out. Well. 